Welcome to the Blockchain Advisor podcast, where we discuss the stock and options market, exchange-traded funds, cryptocurrencies, Coinbase, Grayscale products, technical analysis, and the potential opportunities available to build an elegant and mindful portfolio consisting of both digital assets and traditional exchange-traded funds. In many podcasts, you'll listen to the producers operating under their constitutional protections of free speech and are considered educational in nature and are not financial advice. But as an independent financial advisor registered with our own home state, Seneca Capital Management is not afforded that luxury. And it's very important that you listen to our regulatory disclaimer found at the end of this podcast. The content in the Blockchain Advisor podcast is offered to you through the eyes and perspective of someone who's been involved in the financial services and trading area since 1980. We hope you enjoy our presentation and feel free to contact us with any questions or comments as we seek to improve. Seneca Capital Management LLC is registered in the state of Illinois, but we have managed assets for clients across the United States. We are a separate account manager and we do not take custody of your funds, but instead act with limited discretionary authority. Additionally, Seneca Capital Management holds the accredited investment fiduciary analyst designation from FI360.com, the Center for Fiduciary Studies. So let's get started. Good afternoon, everyone. Bill Uliveri with Seneca Capital Management, otherwise known as the Blockchain Advisor. It's Saturday, September 25th, and we're going to be posting our relatively first video uh, that contains both equities, stock market, bond market, and of course, the cryptocurrency market through the eyes, through the lens of a state registered investment advisor. So I'm going to share my screen with you. Why don't we get started? So here we can see on the left, the screen that I'm sharing with you, this is the broad market asset classes. So crude oil for the week of the 25th was up 3.01%. And really, I want you to focus your eyes on just these first two columns, seven day and custom. The custom column is the year to date return. The seven day column is just that, the last uh, seven calendar days or five business days. So we have crude oil up 3%, natural gas up 1.86%. Growth as an asset class as measured by the Invesco S&P 500 growth component is up 0.96%. High grade copper up 0.91% for the week and up almost 22% year to date. The S&P 500 up 0.51% this week and up 18.62% year to date. And let's scroll down through a few more of these asset classes. The Russell 2000, which is primarily small cap stocks, um, is up 0.35% and up 22% on the year. The US dollar index up 0.17%, up 3.82% on the year. So actually the US dollar has done quite well year to date compared to what people are scared about, right? We're worried about inflation, 3.5 trillion spending package. Uh, we have potentially the debit uh, the, the debt ceiling hitting us in just about another seven days that um, we're going to be seeing what happens there, whether the U.S. government shuts down the government, at least temporarily, uh, the threat by the White House potentially of coining or minting a $1 trillion token made out of platinum, depositing it over at the Treasury or the Federal Reserve, and then being able to spend another trillion dollars. So we'll see how that goes. Short-term interest rates, short-term bonds is measured by the SPDR, the Spider, Barclays one to three month treasury bill ETF 
unchanged, dead unchanged on the week, although down 0.8% on the year to date, which means interest rates short term are just up a tick or so. Vanguard value ETF up uh, basically, basically unchanged on the week, but up 16% year to date. Gold down 2.9, down 0.29% on the week and down 8.5% on the year. Again, I've never believed that gold was really a flight to quality issue. It wasn't this fear issue. Gold primarily moves in the same direction as the S&P 500 or the broad market in general. So I think uh, when people say, hey, the market was down this week, how come gold wasn't up? Well, this is why. Because when the market declines, when we had this bear market in fear, all the asset classes kind of go to one, stocks, bonds in some cases, commodities all go down when the market goes down and kind of rally when the market rallies. So not always, not in every instance, but in general, you'll see that when the, there's fear in the marketplace, all the core, all the asset classes go to one, correlate the same way. Uh, now let's get into some cryptocurrencies. As you can see, the Bitcoin Investment Trust, uh, the Grayscale Bitcoin Investment Trust down 9.2% in the week, but up almost 7% year to date, which is interesting because when you look at Bitcoin right below it, Bitcoin had the same uh, weekly decline, roughly 9.2 versus negative 10.69%. But what happened is we saw all that premium come out of the Grayscale Fund. Beginning of this year, we had maybe a 22 to a 30% premium over net asset value on GBTC. And now we're seeing a roughly a 14% discount to net asset value. Something we really got to keep our eyes on for those people who are investing in uh, their IRA or their self-directed 401k using the Grayscale products. Uh, they might be wondering why Grayscale is doing lagging behind uh, Bitcoin and especially Ethereum and the Grayscale Digital Trust. Well, the main reason for that is just the emotional component, the premium versus discount component that maybe some people are not that familiar with and something we got to keep an eye out for. Volatility. The volatility CBOE VIX index. I spent virtually my entire career as a pit trader at the Chicago Board Options Exchange in the OEX or the S&P 100 pit. And I remember the VIX pit, the VIX uh, pit being something uh, of an indicator that started in the very beginning of my career in the early 80s and has now become uh, an asset class in a great way that the Chicago Board Option Exchange has monetized their volatility in their option platform. Again, Volatility, as we know it, down 14.7% on the week and down 22% year to date. Ethereum down 15.15% on the week. The actual token up 300, almost up 300% year to date. And the uh, Ethereum Trust, ETHE, uh, again, we got to keep an eye on this. The trust itself down 13.41%, with the actual token down 15.15%. Year to date, the Ethereum trust is up 84% versus up 297%, uh, almost three times as much in the actual token. So again, for investors who are looking at the Grayscale products, you got to keep your eyes on the premium or discount, discount to net asset value. So let's move on to Coinbase. How did Coinbase do this week? Well, I want you to take a look at the chart on the left here. And imagine, if you will, a, a pendulum of a clock swinging back and forth, tick, tock, tick, Talk like a, like a hypnotist watch, right? Overbought, oversold, fair value. Overbought, oversold, fair value. And that's the way I look at this. This chart basically is a 10-week moving average in a graphic form to give us an idea of how these other tokens are moving with respect to each other in a 10-week moving average. The tokens on the far left in red are considered unfavored and oversold. The tokens right in the middle, as you can see, between zero and you know plus or minus 20, these tokens here. 
and the tokens and asset classes that are very overbought, we're going to see on the far right-hand side of the curve. So as you can see, tokens that are really overbought, and I'm not saying that they can't go higher. I'm not saying that they don't have downside risk, especially with some SEC and regulatory issues coming forward. All I'm saying is purely technical analysis. We see uh, Tezos, Omisico, Algorand, Solana, uh, Melon Token, Polkadot, all doing on the far right-hand side of the curve, doing pretty well, right? Is compared to their peers, which are doing over here on the far left-hand side of the curve, which is generally technically oversold. So one way I looked at look at this is as someone who myself invests in cryptocurrencies on the Coinbase platform, I'm just beginning to try to figure out a way of being more efficient, more mindful, um, carefully picking my targets because I just don't want to buy things willy-nilly or random. I wait for some of my favorite projects to be on the far left-hand left -hand side of the bell curve. So actually right now, one of the tokens that I do like that I did purchase um, for my own account is BCH, which is Bitcoin Cash. Uh, other tokens that are not doing as well are Yearn Finance, Ethereum Classic, uh, Uniswap, Dogecoin. Other tokens that actually kind of look compared to their peers. And remember, this thing can change in a day. Cryptocurrencies change in a minute by minute, second by second. So again, I'm trying to take a 35,000 foot view, pull back a little bit. Which tokens do I think are interesting? Chili's, which is not on the Coinbase token yet, but I do like it as a project. It's like a fan-based token. They've si signed on some really interesting projects. Uh, you know, major, uh, major market, I'm sorry, major uh, martial arts, uh, the UFC. We have uh, this token, Bancor, looks kind of interesting right now. Susi Schwab, again, was, I can't even say that three times fast, going to the far right side maybe a few weeks ago. So again, we're seeing a little bit of pullback in cryptocurrency. It was up maybe 50% overbought about a week and a half, two weeks, maybe two or three weeks ago. Now it's pulled back more to the middle of the bell curve and slightly oversold. So what we do is we'll see this thing go from negative 70 to positive 70. And if I'm a believer in a long-term case for cryptocurrencies and tokens, I want to be a buyer of the portfolio on the far left side, and I want to be a seller or flattening out the curve and maybe taking some profits on the right side of the bell curve. So that's how I approach um, this particular token, this, this graph. And we can also look at the weekly performance of the grayscale products, right? These are the grayscale products that are primarily available to you in your 401k or IRA. Seven-day returns for the Ethereum Classic down 15%, a regular Ethereum down 13.41%, grayscale large cap digital fund down 12% uh, on the week. But the actually, actually we have no we have no grayscale products up on the week, but we do have them up year to date. And again, something to keep your eyes open. The S and P five hundred, as compared to other digital currencies, uh, up a half a percent on the week and eight up up eighteen point six two percent year to date. So again, my goal for this channel is to say, hey, let's look at bonds. Let's look at the S and P five hundred, the Russell two thousand, QQQ, growth versus value. Uh, bonds versus, you know, long-term bonds versus short-term bonds, crypto versus broad market, a way of trying to compare each other in this broad, holistic investing manner. And so now let's go to Masari. Masari.io is one of my favorite platforms for giving uh, me some education and information on the market cap of our broad token. So the top 10, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, uh, on the high end of the market capitalization, things that are pretty much unchanged. Tether in fourth, fourth place at 71 billion. Binance coin, Solana, XRP, all in the top 30 to 70%, I'm sorry, 70 billion market cap. They've pretty much hung on to their gains. 
uh, USD coin, Polkadot, and Dogecoin. Dogecoin is still one I can't figure out. How it's in the top 10 is absolutely beyond me. I still view it as a, a meme token. It's fast, it's cheap, but uh, you know I don't really like their inflationary policy with their tokens, even though they are burning through a lot recently. So again, uh, Misari doesn't pay me to uh, promote their platform, although maybe someday they would. I use it personally as someone who runs my business, uh, the investment advisory firm. These are the tokens that I use. I'm sorry, these are the platforms that I use when I'm advising my clients. Um, uh, with the blockchain advisor newsletter. So again, if you have any questions or uh, suggestions, please reach out to me and give me a call. Be sure to stay and watch the disclaimer at the end of this podcast and feel free to text the word blockchain to 22828 to receive our blockchain newsletter, the blockchain advisor newsletter. That's text 22828 and send the word blockchain. And you can sign up for our free newsletter. In this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. The information is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. And answers to questions do not involve the rendering of personalized investment advice and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of any offer to buy or sell the securities, forms of payment, cryptocurrencies, options, or strategies mentioned. It is not intended to be be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine what is suitable for you, consult a professional advisor before implementing any information presented to discuss profit, loss, and risk. Investment advisory services are offered through Seneca Capital Management LLC, a state-registered investment advisor. The firm and investment advisor representatives of Seneca Capital Management only conduct business where they are properly registered. Registration with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission or any state securities authority does not not imply a certain level of skill or training.